This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs, Ricky Whitmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. 10,000 years, get you such a crick in the neck. And, the, and there's a reason why Johnny is doing that, not as normal, wubba lubba dub dub, because we got to talk about some things, well really, Ricky's got to rant a little bit about some things, going to be having yeah, a jam-packed show for you guys, before I get into everything we're going to talk about. Make sure to go and rate and review the Rick and Johnny podcast on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, kind of switching it up. Usually I've been starting with the Patreon. This one, I'm going to start with the iTunes review. Make sure to go review and rate or rate and review. It sounds a little bit better that way. Um, On iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us get this into more ears so people can listen to the Rick and Johnny podcast. Enjoy it, just like I hope you guys do each and every week. But Johnny, like I said... Jam-packed show. Going to be talking about Aladdin. We're going to be talking about the Loki TV series. Apparently, it's got a Rick and Morty writer as the showrunner, and we kind of know what the plot is going to be. And then we're going to kind of make our sandwich and come back to Disney where uh, there's a movie. I'm actually going to tease it here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what movie, but apparently there's a movie that Disney might make into a live-action movie that makes me kind of cringe a little bit. Um, because I don't know how they would make it into a live-action movie. Don't, but, but wait, no, that's coming yeah, out already. That is coming out. But let's jump into it. Johnny, so we got a new Aladdin trailer. If you had not seen it, I'll put it down below in the description. And what people are saying about this trailer is after it came out, my first thought, I sent it to you, mm-hmm. was, holy shit, am I hyped for this movie? Aladdin is not like, just a little background about me, not only do I love Disney movies, Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. Like, number one, not going to touch it. Probably Lion King would be number two. Yeah, Um, it's up there. One day we'll have to rank, like, a definitive top ten for the Rick and Johnny podcast. We have to um, maybe set up what counts as a Disney movie, because does Pixar count as Disney? Um, so you got no. So I'm talking when we do Disney. that, when we do that, we have to separate. Yeah, exactly. Separate. But gotta keep Aladdin, them separated. Numero uno for me when it comes to my personal list. And there were a lot of people after this that were kind of ragging on Will Smith's genie. And usually, I throw it to you, yeah. like, "Oh, Johnny, what do you think?" Ricky about really that? wants to get his, and I will. Off his chest. But here's the thing that I'm thinking, and it's kind of pissing me off a little bit. I think that people, and I'm, gonna, I'm a sports guy, yeah. so I'm going to throw out a uh, something that Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers did. Um, he was in a press conference, and he said this, and I think everyone who is bashing Will Smith's genie needs to do this. Relax. R-E-A or R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Spelling is hard, kids. Stay Rax. in school. But, uh, reacts. Yeah, reacts. That's what we're doing. We're reacting to it, but... Relax, relax. And I know that sounds hypocritical coming from me because there are numerous things that I have jumped on and said, oh, I I don't really like how that is. But that's our job. And then you tell me, Johnny, you sit there and you tell me, well, Ricky, let's wait and see what the movie is. Yeah, after you see the movie, then you can kind of uh, say whether you liked it or not. Let's just do that. Let's just kind of wait and let's see. Let's see how Will Smith does in this movie because the first image came out yeah. and people flipped out that he wasn't blue. Now people are pissed off. Like, I just feel like someone, like, people want to complain about this because it's not Robin Williams. Because Will Smith actually tweeted, he said, See, I told you I'd be blue. Yep. But now it's like being blue is not the problem. The problem is that Will Smith is the genie. That's the kind of. Image. That's the kind of now the real the real the issue picture. has come out. Yes, that's the issue that is coming across in my mind. What are your thoughts with all this? The people that are ragging on Will Smith and hating his genie. I've got no problems with it. I've got expectations. Mm-hmm. Like the the line I did. I don't want the exact one, Robin Williams. I don't need the exact one, Robin. I no, I shouldn't say I don't want it. I should say I don't need the exact line, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. We already saw it exactly. But I want to. I want something along the lines of it. Make references to that because mm-hmm. it's what made the character 
I'm hoping for the more because I know Will. We we both seen and many of you have probably seen Will Smith in many of his comedies. And there's the funny side of Will Smith in the comedy, then the the funny assholeish side. I want mm-hmm. I want to lean towards the more funnyish side. That's all I want. Well, and that's and a, I'm not that's uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna make it a good role. I'm just saying that's my expectations. Well, let's be honest, Genie and me and you kind of talked about this a little bit while we were driving to go see Alita, Alita Battle Angel. He like Will Smith is gonna make it his, his own. own, and yeah, and I kind of want him to do that. But like the thing that I feel is that like when you get a role like this. Mm-hmm. It is so iconic. Like, we're going to see this in Avengers or in Marvel a couple years from now. Yeah. Like, when Avengers and Marvel and Disney go, okay, it's time to come out with a new Iron Man movie, we are going to go through this when they recast Mm -hmm. Tony Stark as Iron Man. Because eventually that day is coming. Hell, we're... We're gonna kind get when we of do. getting it right now with Wolverine. Yeah, we're gonna get um, it. no, we're gonna get it. I'm gonna say it's about the same with Wolverine because mm-hmm. when like, they recast him, we haven't gotten it yet because we haven't had a recast. But yet. once they recast him, we're gonna get it mm-hmm. because and people just because and it, even though people don't, some people don't understand even the fact that it's not the same thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not Fox's Marvel. It's now MCU Disney's Marvel, and people still forget that part mm-hmm. and go. Well, it's no Hugh Jackman. No shit, it's no yeah. Hugh Jackman because they're not going to recast Hugh Jackman. He's 50, what did we mm. do last week? 52, 54? Yes. He's like 50, no, I think he's 56. 56? Yeah, I think. Oh, no. There you go. Was no, he? no, that was Tom Cruise. That was Tom 56. Cruise. I think he was, fi- I'll look it up. But basically he's in his 50s. Yeah, he's in his early 50s. I'm very sure his early 50s. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, by the time they decide to cast Wolverine and all that, and as much as... I would love to see him as Wolverine yeah, again. Yeah, he's 50 because Tom 50. Cruise is 56. Because I made the joke of, holy shit, Tom Cruise looks like he's 40 yeah. compared to Hugh New Jackman. Jackman. Um, but no, it's there's gonna, there's gonna they're not going to recast him unless they decide mm-hmm. to go an old man Logan route. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to do it. But like, he can come back and do like one-offs. Yeah, exactly. He like, can here's do... my one movie. And not if he just did, be Wolverine forever. Exactly, unless he decides he wants mm-hmm. to do some Wolverine roles, which he so far does not. Yeah, and I but, got some. So go, yeah, finish go ahead. up your thoughts. Yeah, I'll I mean, those. so it's going to be the same concept. We're going to go through that with mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it's an iconic role. You're not going to get the same person. You're going to have to. Ma- I don't want to say make do with what you got, mm-hmm. but you have to realize that this. We got a new actor. We got a new everything. Let them do their thing. And see how it is as the movie goes. Well, and that's the thing. Like, for me, and maybe this is because I grew up with Will Smith, I am not doubting what Will Smith can do as the genie. Because think about it. Think of all the roles that we have seen as kids. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. How he was in Men in Black. Wild Wild West. How he was in Wild Wild West. How he was in Bad Boys. Like, he's a funny guy. Like, Uh I know that he's... Kind of transitioned a little bit in his later years oh, to I like know. the I Am Legend role and the Pursuit of Happiness. Which role I didn't or, see Pursuit of Happiness, but I Am Legend was really good. But he did like I'm saying the more serious roles, even in like um, oh shoot, what was it? I had it in my head and now I lost it. The one where he was the superhero. Um, oh, oh, with God. Jason Bateman. Why I am I missing this movie? He was he in Hitch too. He wasn't Hitch. He wasn't Hitch. That was the dating one. Why yeah. am I missing? It starts with an Hancock. Hancock, there you go. Hancock. Was a good movie, too. I Yet saw again, most of it. He was it. kind like, of an asshole like in that one. I'm exactly. assuming that to be his genie. But he, like, I am confident in his acting chops. Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, saying I'm not confident in Oh, no, I'm talking to the I people that I know that. that I'm just like letting you know scared. in case you didn't know. Yeah. I'm not, it's not that I'm not confident in it. In I case just I like, didn't know. In case I didn't know you, Johnny. I'm just saying. In case you didn't know, in case they didn't know, I'm not saying, like, I don't have confidence. There's just, like, obviously there's some loose expectations Mm -hmm. I have of the role. Like, I want to see this when you play this character. For for example, throw out the – you said it at the beginning of the podcast, but Um, go ahead and say what you said before to me. I'm kind of upset that they didn't get someone – obviously, I would have loved to have it Gilbert Gottfried, but we didn't Mm talk about certain reasonings why they probably wouldn't hire him back. You're talking about the Iago. The, as to play Iago, yeah, yeah I was going to get to that. Mm-hmm. 
But well, I, I, I mean, didn't want someone to be like Gilbert Godfrey is the genie. No, Johnny. no, no. What do you think? No, no. So I Gilbert Godfrey played Iago before. Yeah. I would love to have heard him again as Iago, mm-hmm. but they didn't cast anyone as Iago. And maybe that was their choice of like. Who knows? Maybe it's an Ed. Uh, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything for Alita. Maybe it's a shocking Alita thing where they do have a voice, but he's uncredited. Or it's, yeah, and, uh, and this is a loose one, sort of like a Peter Dinklage in Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Of Technically, he was casted, but we didn't know who the f- hell he was going to be. Yeah. More of a, sort of like that, but so they give him a reference of hopefully exactly. they've seen that by now. Yeah. I mean, I bet my, the one I yours, spoiled was about two days old. Yours is about a year old. I think that's why good. I'm like, I'm like, good. okay, mine's a little bit I more of a. I think people have seen can, yours several times. Mine, maybe I would hope twice. So. Maybe twice. If they're watching this, they better have watched it by now. I almost a second time. I, let's be honest. Dave and I were out to <laughs> dinner last night. And I almost recommended he, when I was out with Drake He was like, too. Uh, he mentioned, he's like, oh, how was Alita? I'm like, oh, it was good. I'm, I'm like, I'll go if you want to go. And then I kind of gave him that look like, please. Please, Can we go? Please, please. But he was too tired. He's an old man now. Too tired. Nine, nine ten o'clock. Dave's ready to hit the hay. Chuck some out and do and go see it. <laughs> He's ready to uh, hit the hay. But there's a second case. Well, the thing that I was talking about with you yeah. was not the Iago thing, but like the you said, the ten thousand years will really put a, a kick crick in, in the your neck, neck. like a crick in the neck. You're like I, I want something like that out of Will Smith. Not want- that exact line. But something, give me something like that to play maybe homage to Robin Yeah, exactly. Because I, you see, like in the preview, it's all the mm-hmm. swirling, just like when, yeah. just like it comes out. The huge. They don't want to give you everything in the trailer, so John. Oh, I know. I'm they not want saying, you to come see the movie. I know, and I'm not saying to give me in the trailer. I yeah. want to see it in the movie. Is yeah. what I'm saying. There's a different camp though. So there's to me two camps. The okay. camp of I beloved Robin Williams. This is not Robin Williams. Hashtag not my genie. There's also the side that's in this camp, and I'm looking at a CNN article, mm-hmm. and I've got three tweets here, the ones that they include in the article. The first one, Will Smith as the genie looks like what one of those kids from the 90s Fruit Gushers commercials would look like if they never found a cure for their f- for their fruit curse. The second one, <laughs> Will Smith as Aladdin's genie makes me want to uninvent CGI shocking face, and then the last one. Why does Will Smith look like Smurf Centaur? What kind of genie? There's one thing I have to say to these people. Um, first off, the people tweeting in this, you must not have focused on Avengers: Infinity War like at all. Um, you must not have been seeing the trailers for Shazam that's like coming out recently. Yeah. Just because they give you a trailer does not mean that is the finished product. In most cases, what you see in trailer one and trailer two, you have to go in and look and say, hey, all right, I'm expecting the CGI not to be fully done yet. Yeah. Well, like the case, the reason we didn't get Aquaman for so, trailers mm-hmm. for so long. Because they wanted we, to avoid it. They wanted, they wanted to avoid, to avoid that. that. They were trying thing. to get all the CGI done, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of CGI to be done. CGI. Well, not just even like the huge effects. Mm-hmm. The fact of like making the hair and stuff look like it's underwater, and not having just... a BVS. Ooh, here's a speech bubble. Exactly. <laughs> we're underwater. I can't talk underwater though. I need a bubble. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wanted to avoid that. Too. Exactly. So I mean. It was just the fact of that, like that. It's another example from what you were mm-hmm. saying. It's like you're not gonna get everything you wanted in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they, sh- you shouldn't get everything in the trailer because what's the point of seeing the movie then? Yeah, and I mean, like, I bring up Shazam because think about the very first Shazam trailer. Like, we looked at the suit and was like, yeah, the suit looks good, but it's like the bolt doesn't pop. The red looks kind of dull. But then you look at the trailer that you and I just watched from, like, this past yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Um, I think it was Monday because I think it was, like, the day after we recorded. And I went, really? You couldn't have had this come out yesterday so we could just freaking talk about it on last week's podcast? Um, but now you look at the suit, the red pops, that freaking thunderbolt on Shazam now yeah. looks impressive. And even, like, the lightning that comes out of his fingers looks so much better than even the first trailer. So, like, for me, I look at it and I go, 
we're in we are seeing that kind of evolution now with Aladdin. Exactly. The first thing we saw were those entertainment weekly um photo shoots or like the covers and everyone was freaking out because genie wasn't blue why is he not blue why is this well first off let's go back to prince ali genie and prince ali was not blue like genie can change his appearance exactly to look like a human if he needs to so there's that because it did happen in the car in the cartoon number two Will Smith was like, don't worry, I'm going to be blue. And now he's blue, and people are freaking out about it. I just think, like, I'm going back to my point. Relax, people. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. It's going to be fine. You're going to go to this movie. You're going to be blown away by it. And I even read an article, and I'm going to ask you this. The headline to the article said, Aladdin's live-action movie is Disney's biggest risk. Do you believe that? Do you believe it's their um, biggest risk? Because in some cases, I saw that and was like, all right, I could see that. I could see be, why you would make that case for it to be a big risk. It would either be this or The Lion King. Two beloved Disney Two movies. hugely beloved 90s Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And I'll say 90s because we're going to put in that yeah. realm well, of like... Well, they were both in the um, Disney Renaissance era. Exactly. There you go. That's the era. I you, couldn't think of you it. You had the dark, I think they call it the Dark Ages, where it's like the Black Cauldron was in there, where it's yeah. like Disney was kind of like, man, were we, like their company was like, man, are we going to be able to do animated movies like we used to? And then they had this new Renaissance, which was like, uh, I want to say like Aladdin, Lion King, um, Hercules was towards the end of it. That was Mulan was near the end of Beauty it. Beauty and the Beast was in there. Yeah, um, they had that. That kind of picked everything up. Yeah, and then they added Pixar, which shot kind of shot more. it even more. But go ahead, with what you were saying? Um, I kind of don't remember. <laughs> so um, you were saying that Lion King might be a big. Oh one yeah, it'd be big ones like very big ones that like are hugely popular, like mm-hmm. Lion King. Um, Aladdin would be a big one, and then you're gonna possibly run into it with like Hercules and Mulan because the hype I hear about those. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you're gonna have Dumbo, and like, you and I know about Dumbo, we've watched Dumbo, or at least I have. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you have, right? Yes, okay, but it's like that was very the, young as a kid, exactly. But that Dumbo. wasn't like our era Disney, you're yeah. like, and you're gonna get the people that like are our parents' age and mm-hmm. like. Dumbo, more so Winnie the Pooh, because that's when it first came. Well, I think it was even older than that. But I feel like it was heavier hit in our parents' age, because it was... Anyways, um, you're going to get movies like the Disney... Basically, anything in the Disney Renaissance is going to be the big ones that you're going to... Like, oh, this is going to be a huge risk for them. Yeah. Now, this one, too, because you got... You're kind of like half and half mixing live action and... um, uh, CGI, like a lot of CGI, whereas Jungle Book was one kid. There was mm-hmm. one human actor. Lion King will be um, all CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what other Disney Renaissance ones that came out. Or, that came, that no, just uh, Disney, this new well, live like, action era. And well, like, put look that in at quotes. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That was there the last go. one. You So, like, Jungle Book came out before you and I re- started reviewing movies. Yes, exactly. Um, Beauty and the Beast, we did review. Both of us were very, like, I want to say we both gave it fours. I uh, say you, you gave it a gave, five, and I, I gave it a 4.5. Okay. And I couldn't remember if we gave it five. Yeah. Um, but still, if that's the case, highly rated by us. Exactly. Um, and the thing that also, and this movie is going to fit the same bill as Beauty and the Beast. The music was stunning. Yes. Even in the trailer, just hearing the ba da ba da da and I'm like, oh my God, give me more of that. Yes. Like I want to hear more of that. Like that to me, just I sat back and was like, holy crap. Like I am blown away already by yeah. what? Two seconds of music? Mm-hmm. Just one motif from this music, and I'm already blown away. And Looking at the article, the reason, the, the main reason of why they're saying it's like a big risk for um, Disney is because of all the negative, kind of the negative feedback. True. Because um, like I'm reading here, it's a, it was a Screen Rant article, actually. 
Um, it says, unfortunately, the film has been unable to escape the negative buzz and controversy surrounding it from scandals over extras and brownface to casting choices to that trailer with Blue Will Smith. Aladdin has proven to be Disney Disney's riskiest venture in 2019. That goes on to say, like, the response to the trailer has been overwhelmingly negative, but like you and I said, like, part of it is the CGI is probably not all done yet, and number two, we just need to relax. The other thing, and we haven't hit on this, I'll ask you about it, the casting. There are people that are kind of ragging on the casting for this movie, and... For me, it's one of those things where when I look at the casting, just look at the actor, the actress, and the actor that they have playing Aladdin, Jasmine, and Jafar. Mm -hmm. I saw them in the trailer, and it was kind of like Tom Holland with Spider-Man Homecoming. Who's this? Exactly. That was my thought. Who is this? And that is what... I am waiting to see with this cast of like, could Disney have said, no, we're going to go all out for this. And like the lion, you look at the lion King, Seth Rogen, Donald Glover, Beyonce, um, James Earl Jones. I can't remember his name. He was, um, he was in, um, he's going to be, oh, I want to say he was the bad wizard in Doctor Strange. I uh, can't he played Mordo. Name. I don't remember Mordo. his name. Um, that, but that's the, the character's name. Yeah, yeah. Mordo. His, his, he played Mordo. He's going to play Scar. Um, yes. You've got so many characters in that movie, and I'm missing uh, the guy a that lot played. Because um, <sighs> Seth Rogen's going to, oh, John Oliver is going to be Zazu. That's yeah. another oh, one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, There's also one of the guys from Black Panther is going to be Rafiki. Yes, that's right. I he's, can't remember. He's the, the elder. Yes, the, one of the, the elders. elder with the huge um, earrings. I want to say he yes. was. He had the big purple or blue earrings in Black Panther. So like, they went out for that movie. But let's be honest, most, if not all, of them are just using their voices. It's all voice acting. It's all voice so. acting. Whereas this is, you actually had to get a character that looks like Aladdin. Exactly. And like, I let's be honest. There's a difference. In between those this two. This Aladdin, I haven't looked at it and said, no, that's not Aladdin. No. I I am waiting patiently to see what it's like. So far, I'm happy with this mm-hmm. Aladdin, at least when it comes to looks. I don't get to see a lot of the acting, which, fine, because we're not supposed to yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, same with Jafar. Now nah, post this to Jafar. Well, like, me no, I did even point looked out, at the IMDb for Jafar. Because I thought, I'm like, is that Ebony Maw? Yeah, that's what you did It think. sounds like him. <laughs> so let me pull it up really quick. Like, okay. That's what I was right. trying to do. My, my I, laptop or my tablet's not working for me. The one thing I will say, I feel kind of stupid, and I should. Um, Jasmine, I did know who she was, but after I looked her up. Um Jasmine's the only one in this movie I actually know, like, who she is. Mm. Um, But that's because you and me saw her in a movie we reviewed. She was a certain... This movie had characters... Oh, hmm. They were in costumes that were in certain colors. One of them might be right here in front of us, John. Yeah, she was Kimberly. So basically, Jasmine is the um, Naomi Scott. No, she wasn't Kimberly. It says right here. I'm looking at she it. She was Kimberly. Kimberly. Yep. Naomi Scott. Kimberly. Pink Ranger. I'm looking at it oh, right now. See from the picture, it looks um, like the Yellow Ranger. Whereas hmm. you look okay. at the guy who played Aladdin, I'll be honest, one of the things that's on his, that most recently he was in, was the Tom Class, Tom Clancy Jack um, Ryan series, mm-hmm. the Amazon Prime one that uh, uh, Krasinski, John Krasinski mm-hmm. is in. Never saw it. So for me, it was like looking at someone new. Yeah. And then also the guy who plays Jafar, I look at everything he's in. The only movie that I see that I'm like, okay, I know what that is, is Ben-Hur and uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. So for me, even Naomi Scott, fairly, inex- not inexperienced, that's not the word I want to go with, but lesser names lower, that are out there. The name isn't as big. They're not going with like a Chris Evans. They're not going with like a Donald Glover. Say their big name is Will Smith. Yes. Well, 
you had to that's the character you had to pay out for yeah you had to pay out for the genie in my mind because it's such a well-known character thing i will ask you any final thoughts you have on this before we move on into no, I mean, some loki relax and give it a chance Basically, it relax and give it a chance. Relax, as you don't guys, do it. You guys on YouTube you might have been looking like late. audio relax, listeners can't it. see this, but the YouTube listeners are probably like, "What is Ricky doing with the mic?" And why he turned off his mic? There was a hair on here, so I was like, "I'm going to get that off because this microphone is very close to my mouth." Yep. Um, and I don't want any weird hairs um, next to my mouth. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section or. If you don't want to comment down below, also hit us up on Twitter, War Machine 9085. I keep wanting to say 9084, but it's 9085. And I'm at Ricky Widmer, also Most Valuable Pod. Let us know what you guys are thinking. But, Johnny, let's move on into our next topic, and we are taking a look at a little... We're still on... Actually, you know what? Screw it. Disney podcast. That's what we're on. It's we're basically on an all-Disney podcast, too, to some degree. It's basically an all-Disney podcast, because this is news coming from the... Disney Plus streaming service, um, where we know we're going to be getting Disney movies. We know we're going to get TV shows like Scarlet Witch. And today, we're talking about the Loki. The Loki TV show for Disney Plus, their streaming service. Johnny, it gets its showrunner, which will be, I'm going to get the guy's name here. It is Michael Waldron, who is a writer for Rick and Morty. I almost said Rick and Johnny. For Rick and Morty. I know he had a writer. And he's going to be the show's showrunner, and he is going to write the pilot episode for the series. We also have a little bit of news of what the plot may be. Ooh. Where, and it says here from the Screen Rant article I'm looking at, in a new report from the hashtag report, it has been revealed that Rick and Morty writer Michael Waldron will be the creator of the series and write the pilot episode. He will go on to produce the entirety of the season, which does not yet have a confirmed episode count. News of a showrunner comes to the hashtag report, also providing the first possible plot details of the series, which they say will... Follow Loki as the trickster and shapeshifter pops up through throughout human history as an unlikely influencer on historical events. That's just weird how they wrote it because follow Loki as the trickster and shapeshifter, no comma or anything, pops up throughout history. So is a shapeshifter him or someone else? I'm assuming they mean him. I think they the mean him because he and does the sort of shapeshift. But what are your – you're the Marvel guy. I'm the Am DC I? guy. Am I? Are you sure? You are the Marvel guy. What are your reactions to this? That we're going to get – possibly – I know they said there's no confirmed episode count. Let's just say there's an eight episode count. Okay. Because the thing Ooh, I will base okay. that off of is let's do two things. First off. Let's look at Daredevil really quick. So mm. before I ask you that, we'll do a little bit of research right here on the podcast. So the Daredevil TV series had, let's see, give me that Wikipedia page so I can see how many episodes were in these series. Don't want premise, don't want characters. It would be helpful if you had pulled this up ahead of time. Season one had 13 episodes. Then another 13. So, yeah, they had 13 episodes per season, whereas I think the DC Universe might be around the same, but it might be a little bit more for them. They might be at, like, 16, I want to say. Let's say they go with a modest 8. So, yeah, 15 for Doom Patrol, um, which just came out this past weekend. What would be your mind? Let's say they do an 8-episode series Eight to ten episode series with Loki. What are your thoughts on this plot that he might be uh, going into historical events and uh, kind of causing some mischief? I I actually really like it. I think it's kind of cool. And then you can because there's one and there's one quote I was thinking about once you brought all that up that mm -hmm. he says the Thor, um, and I I get it. He could have learned that. And this is from Avengers, the yeah. first Avengers. He could have learned that all his short time there. But it could like it play into it more so if he actually 
went through all the like if they made the series, it could mm-hmm. play more into that where he tells Thor, "Oh, you're the protector of them. Where were you when they're tearing each other apart with war?" And I know I'm paraphrasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be cool to, like to see him like going through history, um, and just for, like sort of like trickstering at first and maybe not realizing how much damage he's causing. Well, the thing you also kind of throw can throw in there is and this is a kind of I'm bringing it back to the first Avengers as well. Yeah. Him and Red Skull. Because you think about it, oh. Loki had the Tesseract, Red Skull had the Tesseract, do those two have those two interacted and I immediately was like so am I going to get Loki during World War Two? That's what that would be one thing to see is like have him kind of influencing mm-hmm. some stuff in World War to where he actually meets Red Skull. Yeah, and maybe he. That's why Red Skull wants Super Soldier Serum and everything because mm-hmm. holy crap, who's this really strong like god based godlike person in mm-hmm. like of North Norse mythology and that can get why he's like so gung ho about figuring mm-hmm. out Norse mythology and yeah the. Because even at the beginning for, of Captain America, that yeah. is the Norse mythology. That's yeah, they're in Nor. I think they're in Norway. Yeah, where they're like they go to that door, and I think he actually kills that old man, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And it's like I, I like I want this thing from, from inside the door. Yeah, the Tesseract, basically, and that could be like maybe a little something of Loki. Not even them meeting. Let's just say Loki influences enough stuff in World War Two to catch Red Skull's interest. Exactly. Like, little, like, a picture here or there mm-hmm. of, like, some... or like, Just, like, who is this guy? I need to know more about this Norse mythology. Or, like, mythology. Loki, Loki lands on, like, like in Germany, mm-hmm. like, somewhere in, like, a military base on accident. Mm-hmm. And um, who, like, who did this, like, made this meth? Like, he, the guys attack him, and he, like, takes out... 10 guys on his own. It's like, mm-hmm. who did this? Mm-hmm. There's one guy with a horned helmet and then he goes through books and look like pictures and stuff like that. And he goes through, it's like starting to realize this Norse mythology has some realism to it. And yeah. that's what gets him on his kick to start doing that. But I mean, he can start, I mean, he's looking it up. He's as of the 2011 movie, he's mm-hmm. 10 th- or is 1064 years old. Mm-hmm. So you can go as ba- far back as like, I'd say maybe the 1100s. Mm-hmm. Which could, would be... Because I'm giving it some time for him to actually age. Yeah, I'm trying... Because the one thought that I had... Maybe even head, the 1200s, if you, you want to give it some extra time. And you can... Would that be around the... I'm not a history buff. Okay. Would that be around, like, the medieval ages and stuff like that? Or is... Yeah. Um, Renaissance... I don't... When did the Renaissance start? I don't 100% remember, but I think it was like around 1500s Renaissance I'll be completely honest. History class was one of the ones I fell asleep in. So time periods are not... I think the Renaissance started like 1400s. I'm going to double check now, but so go ahead. Because I didn't even think of the Renaissance. That would be interesting. I was thinking of what if we saw Loki like pop up in the... Medieval ages. The Renaissance started in the 1300s. Okay. So he can still be in the, like, if he, if it starts him in the like 1100s with, where like he... knights and shit trying to go after Loki with Yeah, I mean, stuff. influencing more so some of the Viking stuff, too. He could be, like, a Littlefinger character. In essence, yeah, he can he can start certain even wars if he wanted and to. And then and just feuds. starts the fan theory, Littlefinger is Loki. Littlefinger's still alive because he's Loki. You're never killing um, him. I'm looking for <laughs> looking for something to throw at you. <laughs> Littlefinger is Loki. You can just start it right now. You can just stop start it right now. <laughs> but any other stop. like is there any other time periods like because oh, here's God. the here's the thing. I the thing I love about this plot, but hate about this plot. Is I love it because we actually get something to talk about. It's like cool yeah. seeing that he's going to be not time traveling, but just influencing different historical events. My question is, and this is the thing I hate, we don't know enough about it. I know. <laughs> we don't know enough about it to be like what the actual like what's going to be his MO. Um, why is he going to be influencing these events is it just going to be because oh i like to cause mischief or usually loki 
has a plan, has why I am doing this. Um, what is that going to be? And also, what is going to be the figure on the other side, if any? Like, usually, if it's a superhero, you have the supervillain. Well, in this case, Loki's not a hero. He's kind of like an anti-hero. Who's going to be that opposite to him, that villainous character? I'm wondering if they're going to even do that, or they're just going to make it a uh, him kind of messing with stuff, or... Just like self-contained episodes. So I almost want to wonder if it's self-contained episodes that kind of like all this stuff Loki does leads to this event in history sort of type thing. I don't know. Maybe they'll throw in like a hero slash villainous thing going on or Loki is a trickster. Like maybe he'll like mess something up and realize, oh shit, what I do and try to like sort of fix it. And that's what leads to. It's good then that they got their showrunner. Yeah, comes from Rick and Morty. Oh, very much because so. Because the thing I'm thinking already that his background and probably to me why he got the job mm-hmm. was think about Rick and Morty. Yes, there is a timeline. Like they have a story that they're telling, but it's very but loose it's very, episode to episode. Very much, and they're really self-contained episodes. Yeah, so, like think of Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick was a self-contained episode. It was. Like... Overall. It had nothing in the greater scheme of things. Um, Yes, it kind of hinted at the therapy that referenced, like, a different episode where Summer and Morty um, went crazy, but, like... Same episode, but um, there was, like, an underlying story. Yeah, but, I mean, and also the, like, the principal being there. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that, where it's like, like hey, had nothing to do with anything. You might have gotten this reference from a different episode, but really, this was a self-contained. Yeah. You, most episode. episodes, like, there's some like loose branching to a main storyline, but it's all self-contained Machete, episodes. Machete was probably the loose end of that when because his daughter, like he, oh Jaguar, a, Jaguar. Yeah, I, it's the voice it, of Machete. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I figured it was based on probably Machete. Yeah, but like that's probably the only loose end because he doesn't die at the end. He just he goes away on his own, doesn't he? Yeah, actually, he comes back and saves them at one point. Yeah, but like then it's like he's off on his own and he's not dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like that's probably the loose kind of end of like, will we ever see Jaguar again? I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with this. Like, obviously, it's going to tell an overarching story, but will most of these episodes be self-containing? Or could they just do something with, hey, let's not have an overarching. We only have eight episodes, not confirmed. I'm just throwing that number out there. Let's say they have eight episodes. We're just going to do self-contained episodes of... Hey, in this episode, Loki's messing with this. Not to be confused with Marvel one-shots. All right, we need two episodes to tell (laughs) this this, story. These two stories, it's this event. And it's just Loki messing with different time periods and messing with different historical events. Well, here's one. We don't know. They could have one historical event. Like, World War II is big. Yeah, they could have like a two-part. If they do eight episodes, all right, this whole season... Is him in World War II. It could be like four episodes long if they wanted to with exactly. the World War II. They can do a whole mm-hmm. season on just World War II. There's one that I was, I'm just looking up history, like pivotal history moments. The Crusades happened yes. from the 10, from 1096. Uh, the sixth mm-hmm. crusade was, I just had it up. Where the hell did it go? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Sixth crusade. There it is. It's in the 1200s. Sixth crusade, seventh crusade, eighth crusade. Eighth crusade was in 1270. Yeah. He can screw around with any of that. He can do mm-hmm. anything in the medieval period. He can mess with things in the Renaissance if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't wouldn't know. Have, wouldn't have much to uh, mess with in the Baroque period. I don't remember the Baroque. Baroque was... That was right after the Renaissance. Yeah, that but that's more of a musical period yeah, than actually like... That was basically like, like when we got all like the Renaissance was like... Hey, look at all these like Michelangelo paintings and man, look at all this. Like everything looks so bright and colorful. And then the Baroque, of course, I'm using that for music, was basically like, hey, we like all that frilly, foofy shit. Baroque but we're going like to go gothic. 15 to 1600. We're going to go like gothic architecture. Am I, am I right, though? I, maybe. I don't know time periods. I just know what they are. Because after that, it's classical, and then it's the romantic, and I'm going to stop there. Um, (laughs) Before you start confusing them all. (laughs) But that, to me, is interesting. Like, that is the most interesting part 
to me of what historical events could we see him messing with and could we see a surprise cameo from a Thor? Yeah. Could, could they be. get Hemsworth Hemsworth? There you to, go. Because uh, I know a commenter got mad because I kept saying Helmsworth. I just add letters into stuff without Sometimes. even realizing it um, half the time. And Johnny j- just lets me go like a, like a child who's walked into the candy store that doesn't know where he's doing or a kid that's walked into the movie halfway through and does not know what's going on. That's what Johnny lets me feel like when he lets me add letters to my own work. He doesn't he doesn't listen to me anyway, so what's the it's difference? Just, Johnny's letting my creative side you're letting my creative side get I'm flourish. letting his creative side flourish. <laughs> but any do you have any final thoughts with this? Because I feel like this is we're getting to the point where it's cool, this is what we could do. And yeah. I mean, there are so many things throughout <laughs> history that we could keep going There's on. There's a lot on. of history, man. I mean, we can. We can. Like a lot of shit's been I mean, done. obviously, it's got to start from. He's, like I said, he's hun- like 1,064 years old. And I'm trying to keep it old. out of the United States because and I know, Avengers right? has been all in the United States. Yeah. Let's get well, here, some, I'll do this real somewhere quick. Somewhere else. He, it's uh, oh, what about, 2019 what about, right now. What about the Huns and yeah. that stuff? That's one of them that's up here right here. It's mm-hmm. uh, the Mongols, yes. the Germans. Uh, that's. So it's just there's the Mongol. That mm. might be a little early if we're talking about like Indochina and stuff like what that. What about Egypt? Could we see that's in too Egypt? far? I think that's too think far back. Too far? Um, look it up real quick because mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna do one thing right, right here real quick. Yeah. So he is. It's let me see. 1064. Don't let me forget that number. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. 2019 minus 1064. So that starts him in. He's he was. Born in the year 955. Okay. For us. So, so what we're going to say maybe about his 20s is where the youngest Loki we could get? Yeah, probably. And that would probably, let's put him in probably the 1100s, right? That's safe mm, to say? Yeah. But let's be honest. He's like probably his, almost his, 200 years his old His appearance, then. like, they could say he looks like he is right now just because he he hasn't aged. Yeah. Since. They don't age fast. Yeah. And he's just looked like Tom Hiddleston does right now yeah. since them. But any other things you want to throw out there? No, it's just on? like I said earlier, they can play with so many things in history that I can't even go over right now because I can't remember half of them Chad off the like, top of my I head. I want to go through I need, everything. I need like a book in front of me that's <laughs> I probably... Need, I need a book. I need my history book that's literally like that thick in front of me just to figure out go some... Back, go back to your so, high school, pull it up, oh be God. like, hey, Mr. Johnson, I need my world history book. Who says I don't have one at home already? That was actually my history book. Oh, was it? Mr. Johnson. Uh, I had a few, but I think I probably have one or two history books at home. One of the cool, I'll say this, one of the coolest teachers I ever had, Mr. Johnson. His name was Randy Johnson. So first off, props to that for being named after a pitcher. Also, Mm -hmm. was struck by lightning twice and lived. Damn. Not only struck by lightning once. They they say lightning never strikes in the same place once. He was struck by lightning twice. They say it never strikes twice. Twice. Um, And survived both of them. Told me to start correcting you. He was my... uh, (laughs) He was obviously my teacher, but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. Are you excited about this? Does this not interest you? Are you kind of like, I'm not even getting the Disney Plus service. Does this make you want to get the Disney Plus service? Let us know what you guys think in that comment section down below. And Johnny, let's round everything out by going on to our third topic, which I teased at the beginning. I didn't tell you exactly what it is. And also, I'm going to throw this out here because I forgot to do it for the Loki segment. Uh, Make sure to check us out on patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We can't do what we love doing for you guys. We're going to have some new Patreon tiers. We're not new. We're kind of revamping um, some of them to maybe make them more enticing. So enticing. make sure to go check us out on patreon.com. We love our patrons. Cannot do what we do each and every week without their support. But, Johnny, I teased at the beginning, Disney might be making another live-action movie. There are so, talks of this, yes. This one alone, Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King, we got Beauty and the Beast, we've got Jungle Book, we've Pete's got Dragon. Maleficent, we got Pete's Dragon. Maleficent, got, by the way. Yeah, I did. Didn't I say Maleficent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? Did I say Maleficent? Or did I say Maleficent. Wait, fuck, Maleficent. 
Never mind. Just... Whatever. Angelina Jolie is that freaking baddie from uh, Sleeping Beauty. No, I'm there. saying sounds it wrong. Betty. Sounds Betty. Instead of better, sounds Betty. But basically. <laughs> Betty White? The news that we have here, and take it with a grain of salt because the article that I have um, says to. Um, here's the quote from the article from Screen Rant. Movie Hole is reporting that Disney is currently discussing potential ways to revisit the Nightmare Before Christmas property, either with a sequel or possible live-action adaptation. However, this report should be taken with a major grain of salt as it's unclear how reputable the source is. Though Movie Hole notes it's their same source that offered up information about Black Draft 2. Even if the report is correct, Discussing a potential project is the very earliest stages of making a film, so it remains to be seen if anything will ever or even come of it. The question I want to ask you, Johnny, because, yeah, we we might not know if it's coming for sure, but we can still talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing about what we do here on the podcast. I want to ask you. Should Disney even make a live-action Nightmare Before Christmas? Should they use that property in the kind of trend of live-action movies that they're coming out with right now? I mean, we don't need it. (laughs) And I chose this one because I know you do like Nightmare Before Christmas. I really like Nightmare Before Christmas. I know. That's why I wanted to talk about it. It's going to be pretty high on my Disney list when we do that segment. Mm -hmm. Pretty high. Should they? Should Should they? they? I'm going to go with no, not really, because we don't need, the, like, it's, I don't even think it's considered part of the Disney renaissance, because there's a lot of people that don't realize it's Disney right off the bat. But that's the thing, live action doesn't need to be Disney renaissance. Jungle Book, I That's true, Jungle was. Book wasn't, Dumbo. uh, Dumbo's not, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true, so it doesn't have to be part of the they're Disney renaissance. Taking, Peace Dragon's not either. They're taking any of their movies that... I mean, I wouldn't be, oh god, if you do it, this is like a really thin line of like, if you do it right... It could be amazing. It could be amazing. But if you cast a person to be Jack and not have him CGI'd, mm-hmm. because I don't want to see a human mm-hmm. person playing Jack, then do not give me this movie. See, but that is all, like, that's also the thing, too, yeah. of, I think that the style in which this movie's in, let's be honest, Tim Burton. It gives um, it a certain quality. Well, the art style to every character yeah. is unique. Like, Jack is a skeleton but is like he doesn't look very humanistic. No, he's saying. like they would have to get someone in a motion capture capture suit. Yes, well, to do it, they do that. But also, are you still going to make his head like round, or are you going to go more with a kind of uh, not totally humanistic skeleton, but more of a human like skeleton of like an actual almost skull compared, like co- think Coco skeleton. Compared to, Nightmare I would say Before maybe Christmas. maybe you're going to go as far as going Coco skeleton, mm-hmm. but not full human skeleton. Yes, because I you want to keep some of the qualities that, um, the C, the I almost said CGI the stop animation mm-hmm. that it took to do this movie. Mm-hmm. You want to keep some of the art style like Sally. You can have an actual woman play Sally. You can have um have an actual person play Doctor. What I forgot is it. Not Doctor Franken. Nope, that's something something else. You the, pulled the, the, up the IMDb page. Yeah, I know. It just says <laughs> all it says is evil doctor, evil scientist. Well, then the evil scientist. Then the evil scientist. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can even get kids to play Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. All that kind of stuff. But like when you have Jack or you have the mayor, those are things that they're not human quality, human like enough. Well, it would, There's even like the zombie parent kid and. Mm-hmm. Pa- zombie parents and kid, yeah, those can be played by people well, too. What about uh, the boogeyman? Oogie, what Oogie Boogie is that the name of the boogeyman? Yeah, Oogie Boogie. Yeah, Oogie Boogie. Like you can uh, think about him a in a live 50 action. Fifty-fifty on that. Well, like I'm not saying like have an actual person play that, yeah. but like that would be something that would fall under. And this is the weird thing of this property alone. Yeah, with a live action movie. I feel like half could fall under, yes, an actual person is playing this, Mm -hmm. but then the other half falls under the Lion King motto of it, of where 
No, it's not an actual person. It's at most a person in motion cap, and it's more about the voice acting. For exactly. It. Then the other thing that you've thrown out there of Danny Elfman. I'm assuming you're gonna get him to still. I would really do the hope music so because he did the Jack singing voice. Um, but then even on top of that, like go back to what I said, like how half of it falls into the Lion King account. We didn't question a live action with the Lion King because lions are real. Yeah. Lions are in our world. This art style that they used for Nightmare Before Christmas is not necessarily real to our world. It kind of almost reminds me of like an ah real monsters. Yeah, exactly. Kind of art style where like the mayor totally was like i could see him in ah real monsters yeah i mean um, which was not very humanistic it no was they didn't have go human. into that fantasy and the world that we're in exactly you can't like push the humanistic qualities too hard on a lot mm-hmm. of them because they don't have the humanistic qualities like like yeah there's there a lot of them there's a lot of them you can you can make them real people mm-hmm. like the clown with a tearaway face that's gonna be some interesting cgi for that um, but like the mayor, not really, because he's like a, a conical shape. He's a cone. He's a cone. He's basically a cone. Yeah. Um, trying to think of other ones. Oogie Boogie's like a 50 50 because mm-hmm. you could, but you also bring in the idea that he's a really big character. He's a really big character, but the second you like, you're probably going to have to go CGI once you tear away the, the canvas. Let me throw this out there. How many? Oh, I'm sorry. The- Spoilers in case you haven't yeah. seen it. How many? <laughs> How many of these characters, well, I can't believe, you couldn't even get through it, you were laughing. I know. I... How many of these characters would be a Will Smith genie? Uh, yes, it's Will Smith playing, not the controversy part. Yeah, I know. It's Will Smith playing it, Thinking. but it's CGI'd. Um, there's a lot of them you'd like. Sally, for sure. Sally, yeah. You, or, I mean, Sally's kind of like, you could if you did the makeup and mm-hmm. effects right, like yeah, the effects she can be right? limited she can, CGI. She can be limited CGI, mm-hmm. where you like you don't really consider it CGI. Uh, I mean, like, Mr. but you just you want it you want it to look better than cosplay at a con. Yes, exactly. You want it to be like because <laughs> there's a fine line. Like you don't do it the right way. There's you, some cosplays at cons that are fucking great. There are, but like. If it's in a movie, I don't expect it to look like a cosplay from a con. Well, I'm like, I'm just going, like, Har- the Harlequin Demon, that thing that, mm-hmm. like, its head, the lower half of its jaw separates from the top. You remember mm-hmm. that one now? Yeah. That one, you wouldn't be, you'd have to have mm-hmm. someone voice actor that. You have to CGI that one. Yeah. Uh, the Devil, you could probably do makeup and work for the sax player. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, looking at it. Corpse Kid, Corpse Mom, Small Witch, The Big Witch, mm-hmm. uh, Sand- uh, Santa. You could have a person play Santa. Exactly. I don't know who WWD is. Here's a question. <laughs> I'm just reading all the voices. Here's what I want to throw Mr. out. Mr. Hyde you. is fine. I'm going to put it yeah, in this direction. Let's say we've definitively said no, they shouldn't do a live action. Okay. I'm going to flip it and ask you this. Yeah, not part two. Should they do a sequel? I think they ended. Should they do a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas? I mean, it's kind of hard to figure out the most. Like, yeah, there's other things to play with because there's all those other holidays. Mm-hmm. But where's the motivation now? I mean, the only thing I'm going to say to that yeah. is... I'm just... Give me an... If you got an idea. I will throw this analogy out to it. Okay. If they can... After seeing Toy Story 3... Yes. The ending of Andy giving his toys away to little, to little... Spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's been... It's not as old as Nightmare Before Christmas. But no, exactly. Giving his toys away... You're sitting there. I teared up. I cried. There's tears that rolled down my face because the way I saw that ending was this is the end of my, like, I was, what, 11? 10 or 11. When Toy Story came out? What was that? 2001, maybe? Mm. Let's see. Toy Story. Let's see. What year was that? That was, oh, I'm sorry. Screw that. We were five. Holy crap. It was 95? Did not realize that came out in 1995. Wow. Wow, indeed, I was thinking Johnny. early 2000s. Yeah. No, that one was Jesus. 1995. It was November 22nd. So just before 
Ricky turned six right after David turned six. Yeah, damn. Um, Toy Story 2, let's see. Was 99. It was 99. And then Toy Story 3 was 2010. So five-year-old Ricky, nine-year-old Ricky, and then 20-year-old Ricky. Um, or what, right? 20-year-old Ricky? Yeah, that'd be 20-year-old Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and now 29-year-old Ricky. Um, gets to see Toy Story 4. But, like, even as a 20-year-old, I was sitting there and, like, a tear rolled down my face because it's, like, watching this end, it was completely, like, this is my childhood now coming to an end. Now it's, like, oh, Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? The the logical ending point was there. Yeah. And you guys... barreled right through it. Like, exactly. That could almost be what Nightmare Before Christmas, what a sequel would do. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's all those other holidays with mm-hmm. all those other doors. Easter. But where's Jack's motivation? Mm-hmm. Because he's with Sally now, and he's got that hole filled, mm-hmm. per se. He had a hole yeah. that was filled. Like, he was kind of getting tired of the whole Halloween mm-hmm. thing. He tried the Christmas one, stopped that, and now he's with Sally. I would feel like that, like, came to the whole, yeah, maybe I shouldn't mess with other holidays thing. So his But what if he's then sitting around and he's bored? Exactly. I mean, he's bored, and it's like you know what? Maybe, maybe something happens. Maybe the motivation. Maybe the motivation is he doesn't want to go into a door, but they find out whoever the baddie is. Oh my God, Jack! One of the doors are open. The let's say I'm gonna throw out Easter. The Easter door is yeah. open. Like, have it come out around Easter time. It could be Nightmare Before Christmas too. It could be an Easter movie. What other hol- like? Because what other holidays could you think of them doing? There was a Thanksgiving door. Mm-hmm. There was a St. Patty's Day door. I think like Easter would probably be That's a bigger one to do. One. And I don't remember what other doors there were, but there mm-hmm. were other. I mean, obviously there was the the Halloween pumpkin door. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know what other Google door. Google will tell me what doors there are. Um, holiday doors. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, so there was the Valentine's Day door, which was a heart. Okay. St. Patrick's Day was a four-leaf clover. Um, Easter was Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, Independence Day, fireworks. Oh, I forgot about that one. Um, Halloween was the jack-o'-lantern. Christmas Thanksgiving was the, was the turkey. turkey. And then Christmas. Christmas was the tree. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven doors, one of them being his. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting concept. I mean, I again, think Easter is the, it's either Easter or Thanksgiving, maybe possibly Independence Day. I would say, if anything, it's either Easter, um, I wouldn't even go Independence Day. I'd say it'd be Easter, it'd be St. Patty's Day, mm-hmm. or it would be maybe Thanksgiving. No Valentine's Day? And Valentine's Day, I forgot. Yeah, you could I would think Valentine's Day Valentine's- over St. Patrick's Day. I would do it over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's mm. kind of a weird one to mess with because all it is is it's so close to Christmas too. So close to Christmas, so close to Halloween. It's literally mm. in between. No, but I like mean, Valentine's Day would be a good one. I think St. Patty's Day because then there's like mythical creatures they can mm-hmm. and say. Uh, did I say Valentine's Day? Valentine's yeah. Day and St. Patty's because there's like mythical creatures we know about right off the top yeah. of our heads that can be played into that kind of mm-hmm. like Santa with the elves and all that stuff. Or and Easter. Or. If you don't want to go that route, the motivation could be people from the Easter door come into Halloween Town. Jack the Easter Bunny is missing. Jack, lack he- shock and barrel didn't put the Easter Bunny where you're supposed yeah. to go. Jack, Chris, or Jack Cupid is missing. Jack, St. Patrick's is missing. Like it could be for anyone. Yeah, I would say if anything, maybe tied in with the old one and say mm-hmm. Lock, Shock, and Barrel didn't put the Easter Bunny back where he's supposed to go. Were they supposed to do that? They were yeah, they because he yelled at him because they brought him the brought him the Easter Bunny mm-hmm. first. He goes, bring him back and apologize again when you get there. Oh no! What if they did do that? And what if it's like finding the Easter Bunny? Maybe. What if it's like that? Oh Hopefully my God, they didn't Jack, give him the Oogie Boogie. Jack, the Easter Bunny is missing. What like and he's not where he's supposed to be. They thought everything was hunky dory. Yeah, they could pick up moments after the last one ended. I think we're onto something here. I think we're onto Disney. If you use that, I'm gonna sue you 
and try to take some royalties for it because we just came up with the idea. Put a name for, in there, a few royalties. No, I, want, I, I can quit my job. I want a little bit of money. With That's that what royalty. I said. Okay. Put our names in there, put a little bit of royalties, and uh, yeah. I can quit I, my job. I don't need anything. I just quit my job. Just enough to quit my day job and do this full time. Like, yeah. That's all I would really need. Um, any final thoughts on this, though? No, I feel like it's something we don't really need, but as long as they're going to do it right, mm-hmm. I'm going to be good with it. And this is something, the reason why I brought it up is, A, don't screw us over. I know you really love the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. And I know how much of like a cult following it has. Yes. Um, to where it has its fan base, and its fan base adores it. Yes. And like it lo- is a great... loves it to the fact where some people outside of Nightmare Before Christmas might be like, whoa, look at those weirdos over there. Something wrong with those people. But, hey, like, it's I like it. It's a good one. I just never thought... We'd see the day where we would see a sequel or a live Live action action for um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Also, get Tim Burton to direct it then. Well, they have to. I'm saying. They have to. I think it is his story, so. Yeah, they would have to. And the guy get Danny Elfman back to do the movie. Well, I mean, if if you get Tim Burton, you get Danny Elfman. It's kind of like you can't have Mufasa without James Earl Jones. Exactly. I'm saying. I don't know how we got Scar without Jeremy Irons, but I've, I've gotten over that one. Yeah. I've gotten over that one. I was a little. I'm not uh, dying on that one. I was miffed on that, too. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Should they make a live action um, Nightmare Before Christmas? And if not, should they make a sequel? And what do you think that story or per- will pertain? Let us know what you think down below. I want to thank you guys for checking out the podcast today. Make sure to support us at patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. Follow us on Twitter at War Machine, Machine 9085 at Ricky Widmer at Most Valuable Pod. Also, make sure to go on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, rate and review the Rick and Johnny Podcast. It's how we get this podcast into more ears and get more people listening and then watching on YouTube each and every week. want to thank you guys yet again for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.